Jesus Christ is one in being with the Father. He and the Father are one. And this comes out very clearly in the Gospel we have today from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of St. John. If you haven't read that discourse, that Last Supper discourse, of which this is the final chapter in St. John's chapter 13 through 17, five chapters. Here he is glorifying the Father for the work of God in the world and the work of God in the world is the person of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who became man and manifested God perfectly to us, he being the perfect God and perfect man. We have the perfect image of the Father here in the person of Christ. And he's giving testimony to that, to himself, before the apostles. And also testifying to the, to the truth of the apostles in accepting him and acknowledging him as the eternal Son of the eternal Father. As Peter says, when Christ says, Who do men say that I am? He says, You are Christ, which is the Greek for Messiah. You are the Messiah. You are the anointed king from heaven who had to come to the earth according to the prophecies of the prophets of God who said that God would come to the that God would send his that God would send his king that God would come from heaven and save his people. Jesus Christ is therefore our owner. He is our strength, the very power of God. He is the one who pleases the Father and intercedes on our behalf and obtains for us from the Father every good thing. He showers his blessings on those who are his own in the world, according to his own words. They are mine because you have given them to me. I revealed your name. He says, I revealed your name, speaking to the Father, to those whom you gave me out of the world. He gives us his glory from the Father. They belonged to you. You gave them to me. They have kept your word. They know that everything you gave me is from you. Christ has shown himself to those he chose, to the apostles, and those who accepted him, the other disciples. And he thereby shows them God, who God is, the true God, and there is no other. And through them, we also know him and love him and follow him. And the Father has given us to the Son so that he might offer us to the Father. I pray for them, he says. Christ has shown us the Father, and he prays for the church, for especially for the bishops and the popes and the, and the leaders of the church. Well, I don't say popes because they're two, po- you know, they're two popes. I, just <laughs> I say popes, all the popes in history. Now, some people say Pope Francis is an anti-pope. I don't know. I think he's legitimate, but the other one is still alive. It's kind of a unique place in history. God is certainly showing that we're confusing him. I mean, he doesn't get confused, but we are, 
we are messed up. If anyone doesn't understand the sign of the times, I mean the fact that last year at this, this time, this church was closed. It's a terrible scandal. Three months. The bishop told us not to open the churches. <laughs> if God is not pleased with us, if that's not a sign, you know the Old Testament, the Lord says, your, your sacrifices displease me. Your incense smells bad to me. He's, I'm saying it nice. He said it pretty strongly. I don't want to offend your ears. But he used very crude language saying he's disgusted with our superficiality at best and our deep corruption at worst. And so he prays for us. The Lord prays for us and, and we, we need him to pray for us. He prays for us at Mass. Even when the churches are closed, the priest is saying Mass. And it's public, and, and, the, and a private Mass doesn't mean no one can come. So with the three months we were shut down, I, I, I opened the church. Come on in. We can't forbid people from going to Mass. The Pope can't forbid people from going to Mass. And he didn't. And nor did the bishop. He said no public Mass because he has to respect the governors. But the governors are wrong. When they say we have to, if they say we have to close our churches, we never have to close our churches. Well, let me get back to the point here. Jesus Christ is in charge. He owns us. We are His. He is one with the Father. He is God. We have confidence in Him. We don't put our trust in princes, even princes of the church. Jesus Christ is the true priest. We follow Him alone. We don't follow men. It's clearer now than it was two years ago before this terrible scandal of closing of churches. I'm still upset. You should be upset because it's not right. This is the meaning of those words in the Roman canon when he says he prays for them and he loves them and he offers them to the Father. He always loved those who were in his own in the world. The Lord loves all those who correspond with his grace and dedicate themselves generously to him and he doesn't fail them. His, his bishops, his popes, his bishops, his priests, and all who would believe through them, he loves. All the faithful. He, and he knows who they are. And they know him and they follow him. He reveals himself to them. He shows them the Father. And he intercedes on their behalf. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will give you. He will give it. He listens to you. That is power. That's the power of God and that's your power because you believe in Christ who is the very power of God. Christ is the power of God, the power of the eternal Father for us. He is our strength. Trust in him. As St. Faustina enjoins us to say, Jesus, I trust in you.